On this Sunday, or even the Saturday after Easter, yesterday, or on another day, though apparently usually a Sunday during Easter, it was the custom in primitive days for those who had been baptized the year before to keep an anniversary of their baptism, which was called the Anotine Easter, although the actual anniversary of the previous Easter might fall on another day. And the historical reference for this text that mentions this practice is very early. Father Blunt argues that the epistle for today evidently bears on this custom and sets forth the new birth of baptism as the beginning of an abiding power of overcoming the world through its connection with the risen Christ, the source of our regeneration. So you see, baptism is our best birthday, where we were reborn into Christ's family. Blunt, in fact, goes on to point out that the ancient writer from which we get our reference to Anatine Easter suggests that if we celebrate the day when we were born to eternal death through original sin, how much Rather ought we to keep in memory the day when we were newborn into eternal life. I know that for many of us, being baptized on Easter was not the norm for our baptismal day, but rather our baptismal day should be remembered whenever they are. And may I suggest and remind you that one's baptismal candle should be lit at dinner time on your and your children's baptismal days. Keep your baptismal days with great thanksgiving and gracious praise to God for his mercy towards you. And yes, if you did not receive a baptismal candle uh, at your baptism, because you were baptized somewhere strange, um, please, please come see me. We can get you a baptismal candle. This day, I encourage all of you, no matter what day in the year you were baptized, to give thanks to God for your regeneration, your being born again. It is Easter, my friends. It is a time of celebration and of thanksgiving. We were buried with Christ in his death and have been raised up with Christ to new life and look forward to the complete fruition of that new life and the resurrection of of our bodies to live in the new heavens and in the new earth. St. John, in our epistle lesson today, says that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. My friends, we've been born again of God in our baptism. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, says St. John, our faith. We don't come to God in rebellion, but in faith and repentance. This faith, says the apostle, is the faith that overcomes the world. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This Jesus, says St. John, is he who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. You see, Jesus began his ministry in baptism in the waters of the Jordan. Baptized by St. John Baptist. Jesus completes his ministry by shedding his blood upon the cross. 
He came by water and blood. He began it, his ministry by his baptism. Pope Benedict's comments. Looking at the events of Christ's baptism in light of the cross and resurrection, the Christian people realized what happened. Jesus loaded the burden of all mankind's guilt upon his shoulders. He bore it down into the depths of the Jordan. He inaugurated his public activity by stepping into the place of sinners. His inaugural gesture is an anticipation of the cross. He is, even as it, he is, as it were, the true Jonah who said to the crew of the ship, Take me and throw me into the sea. The baptism is an acceptance of death for the sins of humanity. And the voice that calls out, this is my beloved son, over the baptismal waters, is an anticipatory reference to the resurrection. This also explains why in his own discourses, Jesus uses the word baptism to refer to his death. No less an early father... Then St. John Chrysostom writes, Going down into the water and emerging again are the image of the descent into hell and the resurrection. Let me remind you again. We are in the season of resurrection. This Jesus came by water and blood. He commenced his ministry in a foreshadowing of the culmination of his ministry. On that cross, he had victory and in the resurrection, everything was shown to be true. Jesus was vindicated, shown to be in the right, shown to be who he claimed to be. And we who are baptized into his body are vindicated with him. In reference to this reality, let's hear John's question again. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Even in this world, today, even this, in this America that has demonstrators at the capitals of several states demanding the state governments that they let the people go back to work, even in an America that has been shut down almost completely, both economically and socially, in an unprecedented move to fight a sickness, even in this world, faith and belief in Jesus, who is the Son of God, will overcome even this world. May I encourage all of us, as we've walked with Jesus through Lent, walked through his sorrows during Passiontide and his crucifixion, as we waited for Easter to arrive on Friday and Saturday, may I encourage you, that Easter indeed has arrived. We're in the midst of it. As we look forward to getting back to work, to getting together socially, to actually shake hands and give hugs, as we look forward especially to coming together in the flesh and worshiping our triune God in His holy space, the churches, this church, which is a physical place, I want you to remember the gospel. The incarnation, ministry, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want us all to share this gospel with zeal. No, I'm not particularly saying stand on a box on the corner of Maine and Feather River Drive. Uh, no, I'm not encouraging door-to-door evangelism. But if the opportunity to speak comes 
then speak. I think this might be an opportunity in this world of ours, in this moment in time where the church can have great effect, that the church can reach out with love and speak and live the gospel. Do not be afraid. Trust the Spirit to guide your words and your actions. This is a time for the church to stand out and be heard. It's a time for the church to stand out and serve and love. This is a time for the church to reconnect with a society that has very little use for the church as we've seen. Or very little use for Jesus. When we do get a chance to come together, I propose that we celebrate with a loud and boisterous service of praise and thanksgiving to our triune God who has rebirthed us in baptism and given us the power and might to overcome the world in and with Jesus and his Holy Spirit. And I propose that we should invite everyone we know to join us. Let us take this opportunity coming of reconnection when this is all finished to speak loudly the name and praise of the one who came by water and by blood for our salvation. Amen.